Hello and welcome back to Global Value. In today's video, we're performing a fundamental stock analysis of Farmland Partners Inc, ticker symbol FPI. So we're looking at Farmland Partners today as a subscriber request, so thank you for pawing up for recommending the business. Farmland Partners is a real estate investment trust that invests in farmland throughout the United States. Currently, the business is trading for $12.51 per share. Over the past year, in contrast to the S&P 500, Farmland Partners is up about 10%. Over the last five years, Farmland Partners is compounding their stock price at 11% annually. And going back to when this became a publicly listed business a little under nine years ago, Farmland Partners stock price is only down 3% overall. Keep in mind that the company is a real estate investment trust. As a REIT, they have to pay out at least 90% of their taxable income to shareholders as dividends, and this will allow them to be exempt from most corporate taxes. And so Farmland Partners currently pays out a 1.8% dividend yield. So Farmland Partners is trading about a dollar over their 52-week low. They're down $4 from their 52-week high. There's a little bit of short interest around the business with about 3% of their shares outstanding sold short. And Farmland Partners is a smaller business than what we've typically looked at. They have about a $680 million market cap. For additional background about the business, Farmland Partners, Inc. owns and seeks to acquire high-quality farmland throughout North America. The company is an internally managed real estate company and owns and contracts of farmland and storage facilities across the United States. Its properties are farmed by over 100 tenants, growing more than 26 different commercial crops. Farmland Partners generates its revenues through the rents it receives from its tenants. The company owns approximately 155,000 acres in 16 states. So for our fundamental analysis today, we are performing the select six analysis and modifying this slightly to apply it to a REIT to come to a holistic and beginning understanding of farmland partners based off of their business fundamentals. So this analysis is still a work in progress. It serves as an opportunity to learn in public about real estate investment trusts, and it's going to continue to improve and get better over time. So with that said, let's get right into today's analysis. So starting things off for metric number one, we want their average return on equity over the past five years to be above 14%. If this is the case, we could potentially build in some margin of safety for ourselves based off their return on equity being about twice as good as that of a typical business. Farmland Partners, however, has earned stable but very low average returns on equity. This makes sense given the type of business that they operate in. It would be very difficult for farmland to have significantly above average returns on equity, and agricultural industries as a whole tend to have below average returns on equity. Over these last five fiscal years, Farmland Partners has only earned about 2% returns on equity. That's very low compared to a typical business, but makes sense given the type of assets that they're investing in. And so this is going to be an X to start things off here on metric number one. Next up for metric number two, here we're taking a high level overview of the growth of their business. So we're looking for total revenue, net income, and cash from operations growth here for a REIT. This metric is going to be all or nothing in nature. Either all three of these are going to be up for this to be a check, or if even one of these is down, this entire metric will be an X. We'll also be including their last 12 months worth of numbers in our calculations here. So over this time frame, Farmland Partners has grown their revenues by about a fourth. They're up about 28%. Their earnings have more than doubled and their cash from operations are up big as they were artificially down in 2017. Looking at their cash flow statement, we can see that this was because of a $15 billion change in their other net operating assets in fiscal 2017. 
And since then, the company's cash from operations have been much more stable and much more steady going forward. All three of these are up here, and this is going to be a check on metric number two. The company is also getting some operating leverage as their earnings and their cash from operations are growing faster than their revenues. Next up for metric number three, here we're taking the perspective of an individual shareholder in the business by looking at farmland partners on a per share basis. So we're looking for earnings per share growth over the last five years. We learned that their earnings have more than doubled over this period. However, we want to look at their shares outstanding as that's going to be the denominator in this earnings per share equation. Over this time frame, even though their earnings have doubled, Farmland Partners has diluted existing shareholders by about 56%. This is due to the company issuing shares to fuel a lot of their acquisitions. This is a pretty common strategy that we've seen so far across a number of rates that we've covered. Because they're exchanging shares for physical assets, it makes it easier for some of these rates to have roll-up or acquisition strategies, especially because they're oftentimes exchanging their public shares for private properties. This has potential diversification benefits for the parties receiving the shares and because these are tangible assets. However, even still, some of the worst investing mistakes that Warren Buffett has ever made in his career have come from acquisitions where he's paid for those acquisitions using shares instead of using cash, as those mistakes can ultimately end up compounding for a long time forward into the future. That's something you really want to be mindful of because when you purchase a share of stock or you buy into a REIT, what you're really buying is a fractional ownership percentage in that underlying asset. So when a company issues new shares, they're diluting your ownership percentage in the business, which is ultimately going to decrease the percentage of the business's profits that you're entitled to. And so this is something you want to be mindful of here. So even with the shareholder dilution, Farmland Partners has seen their earnings per share increase over this time frame. Over their last 12 months, the business has earned 18 cents for each share that they've had outstanding. And so this is a check here on metric number three. Next up, metric number four is going to be very similar. So here we're looking for free cash flow per share growth over the last five years. Their cash flows are up big over this period and they're outpacing their shareholder dilution. So this is a check here on metric number four. As over their last 12 months, Farmland Partners has produced 22 cents of free cash flow for each share that they have outstanding. And so far through our first four metrics, we have three checks and only one X for Farmland Partners. Next up for metric number five, here we're evaluating how the business is utilizing debt. So we don't want to be investing in overly levered businesses because during economic downturns, it's overly levered businesses that are going to be at the greatest risk of poor outcomes. So we want their net debt which is their total debt minus their cash and their short-term investments to be below the amount of cash from operations that the business has produced over their last five years. So Farmland Partners has reduced their net debt position since the end of 2021. Currently, the business has about $400 million worth of net debt. And over their last five years, the business has only produced $66 million worth of cash from operations. So this is less than a fourth of their debt position. However, it's often the case that real estate assets, especially sleepy real estate assets like U.S. farmland, are able to be more heavily levered than other types of assets. That's just a broad generalization. But one thing you can do if you're particularly concerned about their debt profile is you can dig into the company's filings where they'll break this out in more detail. You'll be able to understand how this debt is structured, when it matures, what rates it's at, and the company will likely provide info on the debt covenants as well. So again, this is an X here on metric number five, as even on a current basis with $15 million of cash from operations over their last 12 months, it looks like the company is utilizing a lot of debt relative to the cash that they're bringing in. Then for our sixth and final metric, the big metric of them all, we want their average cash from operations over the last five years to their total enterprise value to give us a yield above 5%. If this is the case, this will potentially offer us a slight risk premium to the yield of the 10-year treasury and potentially offer us a reasonable starting point for evaluation of farmland partners. So we're using their total enterprise value because it takes into account both their market cap and their net debt position, and it's going to give us a perspective of the business that's more 
more similar to as if Farmland Partners were a private company. So currently, Farmland Partners has a $1.2 billion total enterprise value, and we learned over the last five years that the business has only produced $66 million of cash from operations, meaning that in an average year, the business is only producing about $13 million of cash from operations. So when we divide their $13 million of their average cash from operations by their $1.2 billion total enterprise value, that is only giving us a minuscule 1% average cash from operations to enterprise value yield for the business. That is far below the yield of the 10-year treasury, and that's far below any risk premium we'd ideally be seeking. And so this is an X here on metric number six, as based on an average basis of their cash from operations, it does not look like that compared to their enterprise value is giving us that risk premium we're looking for. Also worth noting is that over their last 12 months, the business has earned $15 million of cash from their operations. And so their current cash from operations to enterprise value yield is also about only 1%. So on both a current and an average basis, this is well below the yield of the 10-year treasury. And it looks like the business's abilities to produce cash from operations is being, is being highly valued by the market today, potentially meaning that a lot of the price that would be built into the stock would be based off of any sort of appreciation in the value of their farmland. That's something though, again, that you would want to dig into and learn more about for yourself. Keep in mind that just because this is an X here doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to go throw the business out. This analysis is not financial advice and it's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. Even with that, this is just one of our six metrics. And even though these metrics are simple, when they're combined together, they can be very powerful. And there's still something interesting that we want to cover for the business. So as a bonus here, we're taking a look at Farmland Partners dividend profile. Again, currently Farmland Partners pays out a 1.8% dividend yield. And as a REIT, they have to pay out 90% or more of their taxable income as dividends to shareholders. Over this time frame, the company has cut their dividends and they've reduced this down to a steady 20 cents worth of dividends per share over their last three years. During this period, the business has only had cash flows that have supported this dividend in two of these five years, meaning that these other dividend payouts would be supported through some other means such as raising debt, issuing shares, or selling off assets. So that's just something about the company's abilities to pay out dividends that you would want to be mindful of, and that it does not look like the business has supported their dividend payouts over their most recent fiscal year or over their last 12 months as well. Then everything we've discussed so far is important, but there's something missing that in my opinion is the main reason to analyze farmland partners, which takes us on to using a discounted cash flow model to come to a potential fair intrinsic value for farmland partners. So a discounted cash flow model is just like any other model in any other discipline. Its outputs are going to be sensitive to its inputs. So here we're starting with the business's current free cash flows and using historical growth assumptions based off how the business has grown these free cash flows since it became a publicly listed business. So it's up to you to do your own homework here to determine whether or not these historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward for the business in order to give us a baseline projected estimate over the next 20 years for farmland partners. If we assume that the business can grow their free cash flows at a rate of 5% annually for the next 10 years, and then assume that this declines to a rate of growing at 4% annually for the 10 years out after that, if we were to add in the company's tangible book value, which gives us an approximation of the company's tangible net worth per share, and we were ideally seeking a 15% rate of return, which is the rate of return that Warren Buffett is looking for from his investments. Keep in mind that Warren Buffett is also looking for a significant margin of safety requirement out of his investments. So if we use those assumptions, it looks like from today's valuations of the business that a reasonable fair value for farmland partners is around $13.50 per share. 
So that would be about a dollar above their current stock price. And it looks like there would be a slight margin of safety in the business, even though it would be trending toward being more fairly valued. Keep in mind a couple of caveats here. One is that we would not be doubly counting their dividends. So their dividend yield would be included in this 15% rate of return. Two is that the majority of their fair value would be coming from their tangible book value. This again would point back toward the majority of their value being in the actual assets they own and not necessarily their abilities to produce free cash flows from these assets compared to some other businesses. And then three, that a discounted cash flow model is really based off the predictability of a business's future free cash flows. And so in a case like this with Farmland Partners, it would seem like the company would have relatively predictable future free cash flows going forward. But ultimately, we don't have a lot of data because the company hasn't been a publicly listed business for that long in order to better inform this model. So please be mindful of the fact that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with the properly licensed licensed and registered legal and financial professionals. So in summary, Farmland Partners checks the box on three out of our six metrics. The company's revenues, earnings, and cash from operations have all grown pretty strongly over the past five years. Even though the business earns very low average returns on equity, They've also increased their shares outstanding by 56% over this time frame. Most of those were going toward acquisitions for the business. It looks like when we looked at both their enterprise value and their debt levels, that the main allure from this business would be from its properties and the value of its tangible assets on its balance sheet, not necessarily from the cash that these assets are able to throw off which makes it different from the businesses that we've typically looked at. And it looked like they had some pretty low cash from operations numbers, even relative to a lot of other REITs that we've looked at. The company has reduced their dividend payouts over this time frame, and they've only supported those with their cash flows in a couple of these years. Finally, performing a discounted cash flow analysis of farmland partners, if you've done the work and you believe that those historical growth assumptions are going to be accurate and applicable going forward for the business, then it looks like from today's valuations of the company, if you were seeking a potential 15% rate of return from farmland partners that a fair value would be around $13.50 per share. So that would be about a dollar above their current stock price. Again, there are reasons why this may not be accurate and applicable for the business going forward in that it would seem like the majority of their intrinsic value would be coming from their assets, not necessarily the cash that's being thrown off from these assets. So it's worth reiterating that this type of analysis is not financial advice. It's not a buy or sell recommendation of any security. And before considering any potential investment decision, please consult with your financial advisor. This analysis instead serves as a beginning and holistic understanding to help you determine whether it's worth your time and energy to dig in and learn more about Farmland Partners. One resource that will definitely help you stay up to speed with what's going on in the market and help you learn more about the business is Seeking Alpha. Checking out Seeking Alpha directly supports the channel as I'm part of their affiliate program. So most of you probably know Seeking Alpha as a source of community written articles on different stocks. But over the past little while, they've actually become a lot more than that with their new offering, which is Seeking Alpha Premium. Premium has a number of different features where you can track buy, hold, and sell ratings on your favorite stocks. These ratings are from the Seeking Alpha community, Wall Street analysts, and Seeking Alpha's algorithm. You can see earnings call transcripts, investor presentations, SEC filings, and press releases all in one place. You can add your own margin of safety targets and get alerts for when your favorite stocks hit that level. You can get unlimited access to Seeking Alpha articles, and you can tailor your reading experience based on the type of investor you are. You can get 10 years of financial data on any stock to help you with your analysis. You can also import your portfolio into your Seeking Alpha dashboard to make research 
searching easier. And if that didn't convince you, the best thing is that an annual plan is only 119 bucks. That's just 33 cents per day through my referral link down in the description below. Normally premium is $239, but if you use my link, it's 50% off. So check it out if you're interested. So as a value investor, you're ultimately trying to conduct this research as if you're going to own 100% of a business and you can truly understand the ins and outs and understand what's important and what's not important for the business going forward in order to learn its underlying essence. So through this deeper research, you'll learn more about the qualitative and the quantitative aspects of farmland partners, and you'll likely be able to determine for yourself a more reasonably appropriate intrinsic value for the company. So with that said, that's it for today's fundamental stock analysis of Farmland Partners, Inc., ticker symbol FPI. Again, we looked at the business as a subscriber request. Thank you to PongUp for recommending the business. I'm always trying to improve this analysis and especially improve how we're analyzing REITs. So please let me know any feedback in the comments below. I'm happy to make a video on the company. So if you enjoyed today's video, please be sure to like the video, subscribe to the channel for more stock analysis videos, and comment down below what business you want me to take a look at next time. Thanks for learning about Farmland Partners with me and have a great day.